0: Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What is going on, all you turkey lovers? Welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I mean, it's been since March... I think the end of March was the last episode that I did with Aaron worth from worth the hunt outdoors. And speaking of Aaron he threw down on filling both his tags this year, which is awesome. Good for him. In case you didn't know if you haven't kind of followed along or if you're not familiar with, uh, you're not really on social media or get to see some of the contests that go on. Aaron has actually hosted this Turkey contest. He's done it in previous years and not that I've got into it in previous years, but this year I've had the luxury of doing that and uh, participate in that turkey contest. So that seems to be pretty cool. Check out some harvest from all around. And I mean, he's got both tags filled, so he's got one up on me. So congrats to Aaron. Um, I know he's going to be paying close attention to them scores and making sure we're all in the right place as everyone starts to get more birds if we can seem to be doing some pretty weird things right now for you know kind of how we would what we would usually see for turkey hunting around this time of year so I'm going to start out with my opening morning which was a success Um, and I was able to for the sixth year have an opening morning hunt come to a close so here in Ontario, if you're listening from outside, we can only harvest one bird a day in the spring. So this was my only bird of the day for the 2021 season. And it was fun. It was, um, I kind of like, I made a post about my impatience, you know, getting to me. And it seems to happen sometimes, especially with turkey season. I mean, I've had up until this year, five good years of being done opening morning and when you don't see them come in or commit especially that first day or even from my experience I would say for them the first two weeks when they aren't really wanting to participate and really commit to the decoys the calls they kind of seem to be call shy if you will Um, you know I kind of start to question what the heck is going on is my spread set up right so I got a little impatient it was about eight o'clock. I could definitely hear gobbles. I heard gobbles right off the roost. Birds were super fired up. I was making the right sequence of calls. Kinda of, kind of along the same lines as I do. You know, every every morning that I go out, if I you know, I'll change it up. My call sequence per property. I'm not gonna call the same, you know, if I'm if I'm running, you know, a couple gobbles and throw down a couple clucks. With a couple little purrs. I'm not going to do that the same time I go to the exact same property. So nothing was wanting to participate. But I knew the gobbles were there. So 8 o'clock. I'm still hearing the gobbles up in the field kind of beside me. Back behind me a little bit. And they didn't want to come down to my field. So I said well what the heck. Like you know maybe they will be coming down. They got a little bit quiet. And then they picked up gobbling again. So I got out of my blind. My GoPro, my SD card was acting up, so I had to just bring the cell phone and tried to put it all together on the cell phone. And, man, that is a tough gig trying to put together a self-film on a cell phone. If you haven't tried it, I'd probably just stick with the GoPro or get a GoPro because the cell phone's very tricky. So I, I made a little bit of a stock. I got up to the top of the ridge, and 60 yards away, there was a Tom just strutting. I didn't know at the time that there was actually a hen there as well, and that's what he was strutting for. Um, So, I mean, these birds, like, they kind of seem to be a little locked up. Um, Once there's a hen in play, it looks a heck of a lot better than a still decoy does. And so... I kind of, you know, crawled my way up to a point where I could really get some good eyes on him. I still didn't have, you know, a healthy shot, so I waited and waited for the right time, but he was kind of going the opposite way of where I needed him to. So I continued to glass, and that was about a 10-minute segment of me just sitting, waiting, watching. And as I made a couple moves, I had the hen dart in front of me. Well, I actually had kind of spooked her, and she had ran around a field, probably about a hundred yards away from me and that kinda of set him off. He he didn't really he didn't spook, but he went off after her and he just kinda of followed her. He you know, he kinda of went down to a half strut, walked a little bit full strut, down to a half strut, and then back up to full strut. And if you're able to catch my video, you would have seen that I had got up to a point that, you know, I could belly crawl get myself into some hardwoods and really get some good eyes on this bird. It was a nice bird. If I was getting the opportunity, you know, I I had to make sure all my cards were the right cards being played. And I got eyes on him. I kind of worked the the field edge into the bush a little bit, stayed in the bush, made some calls. I made it, you know, as if something was something a little bit more interesting around where I was. I I didn't take a decoy up with me. And he kind of worked his way back around And, you know, he was kind of closing the distance when I had spotted him out at the field, when I was in the bush in the video, he was about 85 yards. So of course I wasn't making that kind of, that kind of bomb through the bush there. So I got him back out to 40 yards and he just, he was kind of in a spot and I was in a spot that I was a little bit open for, you know, if, if I'm about to draw my bow, I'm also going to draw a lot of attention. He's going to pick me out like a sore thumb for sure. So, I let him get to about thirty yards and that's when I you know I'd kinda got everything ready. I got my bow up. I got to full draw. He ended up working, just I made one more quick kind of cluck and brought him in another six yards and twenty four yards is what I grabbed him on the range. And that right at that spot he got to sent the uh, sent the new arrow set up and that was it. i had fully done the deed then. It was a great shot. It was it was a tough hunt. Um, they definitely made me work for my money, but it was uh, it was super fun. I was so so excited that I was able to get it done for a sixth year um, on the opening morning. So it was fun. I, I kind of don't really know what to say about how they're acting right now. It's it's a little bit different. I mean, if in a perfect world, if we could have turkey hunting perhaps even two weeks earlier, ideally even a month earlier. I mean, everyone in the States, they're they're posting their, their turkey photos way ahead of us, and they're catching it at prime time. I mean, those guys are getting turkeys when turkeys are on top of decoys. They are absolutely destroying them, clawing them to no other. And we're just not really having that behavior, at least I'm not, and uh, most of my friends locally are not having that same kind of behavior. So it, it is odd, it's it's different for, you know, different areas of course, and obviously some people, maybe they do have the, the right setup, less pressure on the bush, you know, more birds around, and I've got a couple people tonight that I'm going to have join with me, um, some who've tagged out, some who haven't, and some who have some great knowledge and their their thoughts and their input as to what might be happening with the way that the birds are responding this time of year and how it kind of differs from what we would usually see at this time so so this week's first guest i have on and it is a familiar name one you guys may have met before antler river's very own james vanoss james how are you doing good thanks So I want to hear a little bit about um, the turkey hunting you had with your success and kind of the behavior of what is going on right now. You know, we had talked the other day about them not being the most responsive and perhaps uh, decoy shy, call shy. Um, So tell me about your opening morning hunt first off.
1: My opening morning hunt was, was good. It was a lot of birds on the roost, a lot of birds gobbling. Um, but then the hens all pitched over my head about 17 birds and I could not figure what was going on so sometimes you don't know it could have been a coyote up there or something another hunter might have spooked him so I only had one bird that stayed on the roost and um, he gobbled up the roost for a long time longer than usual which I thought was strange and then he uh, he came down and he kind of stood up top the ridge and I was kind of losing him so I I changed slate calls and for some reason, he, you know, Steve knows was opening morning, he seemed to like the new call better, and he responded to it, and he came down the hill and came right in. So, um, yeah, it turned out to be a good hunt. Now, I don't know if I, you know, he would have came anyways with the, with the change, but I like to have the uh, variety sometimes, and just that little change or pitch sometimes seems to turn turn them on a little bit.
0: And, I mean, like, I, I've had it in, in previous years, and I know you certainly have, where they will come to a, a decoy spread, you know, kind of no problem once they hear that that first bit of cackling right off of the, the uh, roost. It, it doesn't seem to be much struggle to get them to come in. Um, are you a big fan of using decoys?
1: I like to have the uh, the options. So um, if I'm in the woods, I tend not to. But if I'm hunting with a bow, I 100% want to have, have a decoy. So I think the key to turkey hunting is to, is to be uh, – Uh, mobile and also not get complacent in one setup so um, and the other thing you can't you can't beat yourself up because you can be out there and do everything right and there's just you know the the tom goes with the hens and you know you've done everything right and the next day they come in so i don't think you want to change everything wholesale after a couple of failed attempts but i don't think you also want to be too complacent where you always put the decoy in the same spot same place in the same place because there's no question if you're in the same corner of the field put the decoys in front of you always the same position you know those birds do get wise to that for sure
0: now um i know we we had briefly talked about you know the numbers of turkey and the turkey population what do you think is going on you know are we up are we down in in comparison to previous years
1: I would say our population around uh, Delaware is down significantly. I'm, you know, 50%, 80 I don't know. It, it's way down. And I, I don't know if I can contribute to predators or just, you know, anytime you introduce a species, it, it always takes off and then it kind of hits its peak and then it kind of finds its carrying capacity. And I don't know if that's kind of what's happened. Um, I've talked to other guys and, you know, their numbers are way up. And I've also talked to guys who said, yeah, same deal, what they find that their numbers are down. So I mean, our I don't think are any worse, um, but uh, I have heard a few comments about you know bald eagles hitting guys decoys and uh, an actual I talked to another guy who who had a Jake where the uh, bald eagle swooped down on the Jake. So I mean predators become more op- opportunist, and you know they will start learning how to hunt a prey. So um, but uh, you know we, we we were blessed with having a lot of turkeys. Like most people could go out and had a lot of fun and you know they you know they could get their two birds. So. Um, so I I don't know why, but our numbers are definitely down and I don't know what uh, to contribute that to because it definitely wasn't a hard winter, but, uh, um, you get spoiled when you get to go out and drive around and see all kinds of birds or get 20 or 30 birds in a field. So, um, just makes it a little bit more challenging, but our numbers are definitely down
0: in this area for sure. Do you think, um, like, in in the upcoming years, we could perhaps see going down to, and I guess what would your thoughts be if we went down to a single tag for the spring hunt?
1: I would, I'm hoping the ministry um, doesn't get, you know, they're on top of this and may kind of keep it. I'd like to see them first get rid of the fall hunt uh, before we kind of lost our um, our two birds. But then, yeah, if it came to that, you know, I'd rather, I think most guys be happy to get at least one bird than all of a sudden they said, wow, we haven't got many birds around, um, so let's, you know, get rid of it completely, so I'm hoping they're, they're they're kind of keeping track of that, and, you know, last year, year was the first year with COVID last spring, and there's no question, there's a lot of birds shot, um, so, I mean, there's more people out hunting, more people had time, but that still wouldn't have made, you know, you'd still say, well, then there's still to be lots of hens, you know, if, even though they're, We killed a lot more Toms and Jakes type of thing. There still should have been a lot more hens, but I'm just kind of seeing the numbers dwindling. So, and it could be just specific to this area, but it'll be interesting, you know, once the season's over, just to kind of get more hunters' uh, opinions on what they thought numbers were.
0: Yeah, I would. uh, You know, I think it's something that we could benefit from. I would certainly agree with getting rid of the fall hunt before we had to lose our two spring tags. For sure. But I think if this is something that could, uh, you know, prolong the hunting and make the hunting better in, in future years, I would uh, like to see something done. Um, Will you change the way you hunt from, you know, opening morning? You know, I I know how you kind of deer hunt. Will you do the same thing with turkey hunting as you go into like the late season trying to fill your second tag?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the opportunity to kill bigger birds uh, is definitely there in the later season. Some of my best birds I ever got were, you know, the last week, the last two weeks, um, a lot more hens are on nests. Um, The dominant birds are, you know, they're not gone with the hen flocks as much as they are, so there is an opportunity. But um, they can get pretty wise to set up. A friend of mine last year, he could not kill a bird. Um, He said he'd come out of the woods, he'd see his decoy, and he'd go the other way. And I kind of suggested to him, Hey, put your worst decoy you got—the worst, ugly decoy—put it out, and then sit totally the other way. And he said, it "Worked like a charm." The tom came out, and looked at that decoy, and instead of going left, he went right. And he said, "He walked right by him." Um, it can be not as exciting sometimes. I mean, you get those two-year-olds that will come in gobbling and strutting, and it's—you know—it's awesome. And later in the season, sometimes those birds—they may make a couple of gobbles in the roost, and then they'll shut up and all—you know—on the ground, and they won't make a—they won't make a sound. So you tend to say, "Oh, well, there's nothing coming." and um, sometimes those birds are coming in silent and just kind of coming in real
0: slow. They haven't got that urgency like they do in the beginning of the season. Yep. Yeah, I would, uh, I would certainly second that. I like the, I know that story and that's a, that's a pretty cool story. So maybe it's, uh, you know, having a second extra slate call in the pouch wouldn't hurt any. Now I got a question. Yeah, and
1: I, I think, I, I think the, uh, the whole idea is, you know, try different things. You know, if it, this isn't working, I know guys that screening can work. Awesome. Um, but, you know, don't don't be complacent. There's If the bird's are around, they will definitely, you know, get on to one technique or another, but, you know, sw- switch it up. And I've had it where I'll uh, bring bring your buddy out and, and put him 100 yards or 200 yards behind you, and he does all the calling, and you just sit there and don't say a word. And a lot of times those toms will they'll come in quiet or even they'll gobble their way in, but they'll hang up, and, and you can kill a lot of those birds that are hanging up. And I've also put my decoys way down the field uh instead in front of me and you know same thing the bird comes in and that way if they
0: hang up looking at the decoys you know you got a crack at them so now i got a uh question from someone on instagram how do you how do you i guess gauge the size of turkey spurs when you are about to shoot a turkey do you glass the bird to see how big the spurs are i'm gonna ask you the same thing (laughs)
1: i've i've always i find it the hardest thing to do is because every time you try to see that you're trying to look at a spur that he seems to be walking or lift his leg or something like that so um believe it or not i have put trail cams up real low trying to catch you know when, I, when i'm hunting a flock to see if i can see some spurs and i've got some pretty good pictures of spurs in the winter time you know when the birds are kind of uh coming to a bait pile or i feed the deer behind the house a little bit yeah um but uh it's really hard. All I can suggest is if you're trying to shoot a bigger old mature bird is generally if it is two birds together, they most of the time they're two year old or younger birds. And um, I find the more dominant birds are, are single and off to the side. And I've even had it where if you could have a flock of, you know, 25 or 50 birds, let's say early spring, and you get a satellite bird and that satellite bird, you think the dominant tom would be with the biggest flock, but I found a lot of the bigger birds are off to the side, and that's because they may have big spurs on them, but they're no longer the dominant bird. I mean, you've all seen where you'll see five or six toms chasing one tom down and just running them like crazy. Well, he's lost his dominance, so you may get a single bird off to the side that turns out to be a great trophy bird, but he's not the dominant bird anymore. You know, in the, in the flock.
0: Yeah, so, so just, his scrapping could be the loss of his spur size or um, the same as uh, a beard being smaller. That, that beard has grown to a point where it's just dragging along the ground. It's also losing its size, right? Yeah,
1: so like I said, I mean, I, I, I if you're trying to really shoot a really big spur bird, A, you got to have the genetics, and B, I find you will get better chance to kill them later in the season. But um, the first pergies that come running in sometimes – you know, as a pair and they're golden, they come to your decoy. Lots of times you'll say that's a two-year-old or a three-year-old, but you can also have, I've seen guys shot, you know, giant birds that, you know, came in just, you know, so there's really no rhyme and reason, but generally the older birds are single and you can kind of tell, I mean, if you watch three birds out in the field, if there's two toms together and one off the side, almost always the two out together are going to be, uh, you know, a younger pair that kind of grew up as Jake's kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's good to know. It's
1: very, very hard to to, to to see a spur. I mean, I've done it with my spotting scope and looked, and but you know they just never seem to have their leg in the right position or they always seem to be walking, so it's, it's pretty tough. That's yeah. one thing awesome about turkey gun. You're always excited to walk up and say, ooh, what do I got? I mean, you see a buck, you see his rack, but as you walk up the Turkey, you're never sure to. And I've walked up to one and said, oh, my gosh, look at the size of that spur, and then the other one's broken off. <laughs> so you can kind of get anticlimactic as well.
0: Now you're out this evening. Are you? Uh, are you seeing anything in your travels?
1: I am out, and I find you know a rainy evening like tonight is is awesome for you know because the birds are out in the field. They don't want to be in the woods, and uh, you know you can kind of you know if it was a hot sunny day, yeah, they come out late. But you know they're out in the fields early, and um, the hens are they're out feeding and the worms and everything else that are coming up early. So uh, I'm looking at two toms right now and three hens. So now I'm just going to kind of sit them and hopefully they go to uh, figure out where they're going to roost for it tonight. So um, I'm just kind of watching to, to see see where they're going to go and maybe make a plan for the morning.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate the uh, tips, James, and I know a lot of people will uh, hopefully put those into effect and up their turkey game for the rest of the season. So I know we'll be in touch, and uh, thanks for uh, chatting with me. Yeah, thanks for the call. All right, thanks, James. Thanks, bye. And next up we have Ryan Pettigrew. Ryan is a friend that has been hunting mutual grounds. We've been hunting the same property for, well, a few years, and he, uh, he's he been able to fill both tags this year. So, Ryan, how you doing? Good, dude. Doing well, man. So, tell me about it. Tell me about the, uh, the filling of two tags.
2: Um, opening morning was um, not a very exciting uh, event. Um, I think I was in the blind about... 20 after 5. I personally like to get up, set up early. Um, I like to just get in, set up, be quiet, um, have my coffee, and just sit and wait for the sun to come up. Um, I think it was six and a half minutes after legal shoot, and I was picking up the first bird and walking out of the field. Um, it was one of the quickest hunts I've ever done. I wasn't expecting to be done that quickly. Uh, I wasn't sitting under the, the any roost by any means um it just he happened to come out of out of the blue i was not expecting him to come down that fast but that was uh an interesting morning um it was nice to get back and go to bed <laughs> um yeah uh friday of last week was an interesting um turn of events I decided to go out with that windstorm that we have more or less I wanted to go check to make sure my blind was still standing um but I went into the field probably about two o'clock um it was that windy the winter wheat was actually laying flat um the wind was just chaotic but I figured the birds would have been in the field um I know they don't like being in the bush on a windy day like that um figured let's go give it a shot They ended up in the field, but a completely different field from where they normally are um, behind me in another field altogether, which I do have permission for. um, But I didn't feel like spot stalking. I just kind of wanted to sit and relax. So I packed it in for that night. And Saturday morning, I went back at it um, again, bright and early. And um, sorry, I should say dark and early. Um, It was... I call it basically where I hunt. I call it Thunder Alley. Um, When they light up, they light up back there. Um, Fortunately, I have a property that's littered full of birds, and I've been lucky over the years to keep it up. Um, But at first light, that first crow call, um, the bush just lit up with with gobbles. Um, And again, then within 15 minutes, they shut up. Um, I can watched the birds come off roost into another wheat field and as they landed into the wheat field they disappeared um which was fine um i gave them a couple clucks and a couple purrs and i got a couple callbacks and then i think it was probably about 45 minutes into the hunt um the last tom came i hunt um it's like a pinch point between two fields um i could see him coming from my left but he was in tow with about six or seven hens, and I said well I'm not gonna get him broken off but he uh he managed to come in right to the I ran two hen decoys that day um I stayed away from any jakes any toms any starting tom decoys just because he was with that many hens I just figured he might want to pick up a couple more um but he came in like clockwork and 25 yards and I was in and out of the bush um one of my it was actually one of my biggest bird to date, which I was quite happy about.
0: Now did you get uh, I forget, were both of yours shotgun or did you get one with the bow this year? Um,
2: normally I'll go first with bow and then with shotgun. Um this year I just I wanted to get it done. Um, so I went both shotguns this year.
0: Right on. Well, it's exciting nonetheless. Now, what did you think uh, the behavior has been like this year? What's your take on it uh, in comparison to previous years?
2: Um, I'm seeing a lot. Again, so in my area, I'm seeing a lot more birds this year, which is really nice to see. Um, I'm seeing a lot of hens. Um, believe it or not, I haven't seen any jakes this year. Um where I hunt, I haven't seen any jakes. It's always been the toms and the hens. Um, years past, I've seen a lot of jakes and not very many toms. But this year, it seems to be quite a few toms on the property. Uh, I, the warmer days, I, I don't know if if, in, if they're doing anything to them. The cooler nights, um, like I said, that windstorm that we had Friday, I think it personally pushed them off their normal roosts um and push them deeper into a into a gully so i hunt um on the back side of a big um a big gully um, i put them to went to put them to bed on friday night and they did not go back to their normal roost um again i think it was just that windy they stayed away from that roost um so i had to play ball and find the find where they were coming from on saturday morning um all in all it's it's over the last four years, um, I've seen the numbers go up. I don't know how other guys have been seeing them, but I've been seeing the numbers go up, which is actually
0: quite pleasant to see. Yeah, I think it kind of varies uh, just depending on your location, obviously. Uh, Talking with James beforehand, he believes that his area for Delaware, totally down. Um, I wouldn't say my area is down, but I don't think I've seen more. Um, it, it is nothing for me to drive around and see, you know, 10, 15 birds in a field, especially, you know, the beginning of April when you're getting all pumped up and ready for turkey season. This year, I I don't know if i seen 15 birds in one field at any given time.
2: I, I'm... Like i said i'm lucky in where i hunt um you personally know where i hunt um so you know that it's kind of a it's like a petting zoo back there almost um i'm like i said i've lucked out um to pick up this property uh i saturday morning um i counted 12 deer all within a 100 yard span of the, that part of the bush um it's a very productive area for animals
0: yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if you've got the uh, the right foliage, you've got the right feed, you've got a great water source, and it's it's certainly going to produce animals. Um, right. Egg. On your My on fun. your hunts, what were your decoy spreads like?
2: So, f- the opening morning, Sunday morning, I ran a feeder hen, a lookout hen, and a three quarter a three quarter strut Jake. Um, the Saturday the next week, the last other Saturday that just passed, um i kind of know the first that morning um somebody else that i knew was running a three-quarter strut jake and the tom was shying away from it i don't maybe that's just his area um and i've heard a couple other guys saying that they were shying away from um jake and tom decoys this year um, I also, I've also i run the funky chicken in the past but I figured Saturday morning I'm just going to try running two hens um, so I ran another feeder hen and another lookout hen I didn't run any breeder hens I haven't run one of those in quite a few years um, but I just staggered them at 20, yard, 20, 20 25 yards out in front of me
0: and obviously it paid off
2: yeah um, I personally have never hunted without decoys um, I have them, why not use them um, I've never really noticed them being too shy of the decoys, um, but it's not a lot of pressure with the area I hunt either.
0: Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, and, and it goes back to, it does change every property. It just, you know, depends how you hunt, how many people you hunt, and uh, or how many people hunt there rather. And yeah, if you're if you're using decoys all the time and lots of people hunt there, well, perhaps that they are going to be a little bit shy. But yeah, that like second guess, bird was a, a sweet bird you grabbed.
2: Um, like I said, uh an educated bird is of uh, you're not going to find them. It's just, you educate a bird. and Like I said, you and I were talking earlier about lines up all over a property and it, you, you just can't educate the animals.
0: No. And that pretty well goes for everything. Absolutely. I would, uh, I would preach that to everyone, but, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate, you know, you, you chatting with me and, uh, you know congrats again that's pretty sweet way to be done it's kind of kind of bittersweet would you say it's bittersweet i think it's bittersweet to finish it a little early but it
2: it is bittersweet but now i can get in and i can actually do some foraging now um i like to pick some with i gotta go find some leeks and some fiddleheads um be nice to get out in the lake and do some fishing but we'll see when that opens up
0: yeah there's really just a season for everything my wife absolutely (laughs) loves that yeah Well, right on, man. Congrats again, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll be sending you pics if I can grab another one. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck this year. I'm going to need it if I want to harvest another bird with their disobedient behavior. I'm not, not really fond of it. Well, thanks to those guys for calling in, and if you want to be on a podcast, feel free to shoot me a message on... Instagram or you can shoot me an email Ontario Outdoor Pursuit at gmail.com. Um, I am no longer active on Facebook. I uh, kind of made the decision that, you know, there. find myself falling into a few rabbit holes of negativity and things I just don't need to be a part of or see or comment and kind of speak on, you know, especially with all this COVID crap going on. So, Facebook is currently not active. At some point, there may be a Facebook reopen, but for now, it's going to be strictly Instagram. And if you want to check out any of the videos that I'll be posting, they will also be on YouTube. You can find any of the podcasts on Spotify, Podbean, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. I want to just say a quick thanks to my friends at Antler River Archery for having all the archery necessities that I need to carry on through my archery season and hunting seasons. Also at Killin' Sticks, this year I have partnered up with the Killin' Sticks crew and they are awesome arrows. I shoot them both for target archery and for hunting and they are an awesome team to really kind of bond with, um, you know, kind of feed off of each other. They've, they've got a great page as well on their Instagram and Facebook, so feel free to check them out. And for the lethal Crimson Talon Broadheads, if you've seen my Instagram or you can go check out their Instagram where you can see the photo of my turkey, it, it's pretty brutal. It, it did some damage and it went where it needed to go, so check out the Crimson Talon Broadheads. And if you're still after them Thunder Chickens, best of luck. We'll see you guys at the end of the season.